0: Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Black and Abdallah, WMBP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. A good Karma Brands radio station.
1: ESPN 1000, take us anywhere you go, all around the world. The ESPN Chicago app. It's so easy. You download the ESPN Chicago app, go to your app store, whatever they call the green thing that has the Android, whatever it's called. What's it called? The Android Google. store? Is it Android store? store? Is it the Google store? The Google store? I don't know. Go to your wherever you buy apps. If you have a green phone or a green text phone, green text phone. <laughs> type in ESPN Chicago. As soon as you download it, open it up. The station will just start playing. All the podcasts are all there. Every podcast from every show you can imagine. Take us wherever you go, including Denver. Isaac is in Denver. We're the number one show in Denver. I just hope you know that Isaac's in Denver. I'll steal that from Jonathan Hood. Isaac's in Denver. What's up, Isaac? Isaac. <laughs>
2: Good evening, gentlemen. How are you? you are definitely, you are the number one morning show, number one afternoon and evening show. Thank you. Hell yeah. Oh, man. You know, the worst part about the Bears season being over, well, one, I'm going to miss the fantasy football thing with Jeff Miller, but I'm going to miss Abdallah and Bleck. Doing the pregame stuff, man. Thank you, oh.
1: thank you. We'll you be just back want next year. to uh,
2: keep doing that throughout the year, you know. Just we'll be we'll be like we'll be back next playing. year.
1: We'll be back next year. Yeah, we'll do Sorry, fake right, shows right, as right. if what they we... were in the playoffs. We'll run like yeah. a Madden season. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do fake ones as if they were yes. in the playoffs. We'll run a mad After that, we'll do a Madden. We'll be like we're here previewing the Super Bowl on the pre pregame show. Charlie, offensive coordinator. Oh. <laughs> Charlie, yeah, Charlie <laughs> will
3: be the offensive coordinator. We'll give a Jake on on defensive coordinator. Pottinger. Quality control coach. <laughs> I
1: love that. That's great.
2: Oh, I love it. Oh, okay. So anyway, yeah. Let me uh, just chime in a little bit about the Bears, and then I got a couple questions for you guys. So I, I definitely agree um, with what you're saying. Like that's, um, you know, if they decide to bring back Fields, like I said, I'm trusting in Ryan Poles, and if he thinks that's the right move, I'll follow him and trust in him. But I, it just seems like it's time for there to be a parting of ways and Justin Fields I think he's a good quarterback and I think he could end up being a really good quarterback somewhere else I mean you saw Ryan Tannehill he needed to go somewhere else and he was really good in Tennessee for a few years I mean maybe sometimes it's just you just need a break and that's I think that's what needs to happen and I think we need to definitely take a quarterback whether it ends up being Caleb Williams or someone else Hopefully Ryan Poles can make the determination and we can get our franchise QB. But my main question is kind of a two-part one. So we're looking at the teams that moved on in the playoffs, and we're kind of seeing how they're constructed and what they're made of. And I know last year a big thing um, was looking at the Eagles. And Mm -hmm. throughout the offseason, it seemed like a lot of the talk was, can the Bears be like the Eagles? If Justin Fields can take that next step, you know, could the Bears – Mimic, kind of do what the Eagles did, and that, of course, didn't happen. But is there a team in the playoffs right now that you guys see, and you'd be like, you know, could the Bears be that team next year? I mean, I kind of think the Lions maybe. I know it's a little different because they got a veteran quarterback, but I kind of see how they built in the trenches, and then they got some playmakers as well. And their defense isn't great, but it's opportunistic. It seems like, and it's their coach. It's like they feed off of him. And maybe that's not the case for us. But so on, with that question, I'm kind of wondering where do you guys see them going in the draft other than quarterback? Like I know you've talked about center and that is a huge position to need. So do you see that with their, I think if they have the number nine pick. Do you see them going after an offensive lineman there? Or what do you think that they're going to be going after? But I'll hang up and listen. I love you guys. Thanks, Isaac. Stay warm. Appreciate and, it. Uh, if you're ever out in Denver, hit me up.
1: Thank you, man. Appreciate Sounds it. Good. Thank you. Have a good night. I think that the, uh, the the I don't see they're in such a weird position that there isn't really a team that I would model you know, them I, after. I have the team. Who is it?
3: It's it's the Texans. You have a defensive minded head coach. Go yeah. out and nail the offensive
1: coordinator hire. You've got a. a Pick that you can use on a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Don't hit on the quarterback. Yeah. Buffalo, too. They already have a better defense than the Texans. Mm-hmm. They have. They will have better weapons because to answer Isaac's other question, I think what you do is you go out and you get a quarterback at one mm-hmm. and you use the ninth pick on a wide receiver. Yes, Because one thing I still trust is that I still – Now, Nate Davis has been good when he's healthy, mm-hmm. I think. He's been a little injury prone. I don't think he's had a. He he's didn't have. A, his moments. Yeah. He didn't have a full off season with the team because of the uh, personal stuff he was going through. I think he'll be better next year. But for the most part, Ryan Poles has been able to find offensive linemen. Like Braxton Jones might not be the best left tackle out there, mm-hmm. but he's played until this year. He played every single snap last year. Yeah. And this year he did get a little banged up, but for the most part, he didn't miss that much time. Like, you're, 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 he's, he's also improved a little bit of the depth. The center position is absolutely garbage, Mm -hmm. but you're not going to do that at nine. Right. You're probably going to do that in the third round, maybe. Yeah. I look at Braxton Jones as
3: it, he's good enough to justify not taking a left tackle this year. He may not be your left tackle of the future, yeah. But he's good enough where, all right, maybe this is what we draft in the first round next year, mm-hmm. right? Like, I don't, I don't feel like that is a pressing, got to have it, got to get it done this year yeah. need. I feel like receiver with Darnell Mooney likely being gone, and you need someone like look across the league at the the great teams. They have two good receivers. Yeah. I mean, look and at like, the
1: weapons. I mean, look at what's going on in Baltimore. Look at San Francisco. <laughs> You know, I think that, you know, Buffalo, like, you need to have, even the, the Chiefs have struggled because they can't mm-hmm. find a solid wide receiver. Travis Kelsey's a tight end. But besides that, this season, the knock on them is that they can't mm-hmm. find a wide receiver they trust. I think you go quarterback one, wide receiver at nine. Yeah. And then, you know, if you trade Justin Fields for a second round pick, maybe that's where you take a left tackle. If you decide to go there, maybe that's where you take a center. Left tackle's usually one of those positions, though, where maybe that's where you take a safety in the second round. Yeah. Like left tackles, Usually one of those positions where
3: I'd want to get him in the first round, yeah. or I'll pass on it, or I'll go out and address it in free agency. Now,
1: if if they trade that pick, what I would do is if I trade it back and Trading they're keeping the Justin, first? yeah, okay. if they're keeping Justin and they trade back, what I would do is I would go wide receiver, edge rusher in some combination, because yeah. you can go out. There's not. There's a few edge rushers out there, like Josh Allen's mm-hmm. probably the best one, not the quarterback, obviously. Yeah. Um, but you could draft Dallas Turner, you could get Roma Dunze at nine, you could get mm-hmm. Dallas Turner wherever you end up, whether it's eight or six or whatever you end up. Um I because that's a a position that if you get a playmaker that's cheap, that can change everything because you're paying Sweat a ton of money on one side. Right. Dallas Turner would be pretty cheap on the side on the other side because he'd be a rookie. You have a rookie wide receiver in Roma Dunze or Malik Neighbors who's there, and if that's that's what I would do if you stay with Justin.
3: Yeah, I I think also if you do stay with Justin, I think. I'm more open to drafting a left tackle this year than just because yeah, the group is so true. good. It sounds like. Yeah. So. I mean,
1: you could go wide receiver and then Joe Alt if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. I'd be fine with that. Yeah. I'd be absolutely fine with that. And then take a, an edge rusher a little bit later yeah. on in the draft. A wide receiver is a pressing need for me right now. Yeah, because I don't think you're just pay T. Higgins. I don't think that's going to work. Yeah. I don't think. Good, luck. I, like, And
3: if you're T. Higgins, too, like, where would you want to go? Like, I'd rather stay. I'd rather stay with Joe Biden. Yes, I would rather do that. You want to get your money. Okay, maybe the Chiefs
1: can find a way to pay you. Maybe. No, Darnell Mooney's going to make a great Chief. <laughs> he is. Darnell gonna make, Mooney's going to be a great Chief. He's going to be a great Chief. Okay. Him <laughs> running alongside
3: Rashi Rice is going to be awesome. People are going to be
1: like, see? Uh, see yeah. what he could have been? Yeah. See? All right. Let's do it. Ooh. Band's lifted. Yeah, the band's lifted. New year, new Mitchell. Mitchell in displays. Whoa, What's up, Mitchell? God. It is
4: a new year. It's a new Mitchell on display, And it's a double fire. You got Team Sash and Team Aries, both fire signs, and everyone's pumped up about this Ooh, wonderful topic. I'd just like to bring this to your attention, both of you. When does the calculus of winning games become part of the equation with Justin Fields? Three losing seasons, last in the division. These are numbers, okay? There has been no jump from the fourth-place standing in three years. We sit and watch the Lions and the Packers advance, accelerate, uh, you know, and they, they 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 found this winning formula with the most important position. And yet you're arguing, I'm not you, you guys are actually speaking, you know, it took a little while, like I've always said, to the Justin Field justifiers, you are completely divorcing reality from factual statistical evidence. And why, the, 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 here's the thing. Justin Fields' flawed mechanics is the reason why Luke Getty was struggling to get plays in because he couldn't execute those plays, which is the reason why Justin Fields is the worst passer in the division, and that's why he's the worst rated fourth quarter, uh, fourth quarter quarterback in the entire uh, league. Not to mention that when Team Sagittarius, you bring up the whole Deshaun Watson when he threw for what forty-one hundred yards with the worst offensive line, that totally destroys. Everyone's argument about how the Bears need to have a, what I call a red herring, a distraction to put it on the offensive line. Because his skill set, talk about the Sherman Watson, is very much advanced compared to Justin Fields. In fact, if you look at the division, if Kirk Cousins gets re signed to Minnesota, which is probably a likely, you know, likelihood, Justin Fields is still fourth in the division. He can't beat out Jordan Love. He cannot beat out, uh, Kirk Cousins, and he's not going to beat out, uh, Jared Goff. He came fourth and last. If you were to do just, uh, the amount of yards passing, yards, this is a passing league. You can't just say to the Justin Fields justifiers, it's a passing league only for just Packer for homes. It applies to Justin Fields. And his flawed mechanics in three years have shown that he cannot be a passer, not just in the division. And by the way, if you send him to a different team, his flawed mechanics are going to follow him. So what I'm saying is that keep up the good fight. I think the Bears should be really aggressive. I was disappointed in uh, Kevin Warren's uh, news conference. You know, it was an S conference. It was like an S convention. I, we need to get good players. And for those that say the Bears never had uh, a franchise quarterback, you're flawed. First of all, McMahon was a great uh, franchise quarterback. He couldn't be healthy, but he took us to a Super Bowl. Okay? He had a, it was a, a sabbat when it came to reading an offense. Okay, or a defense, which of course Justin Fields can't do. And by the way, with regards to Jay Cutler, while he might have been detached the aloof, his skill set for playing in the quarterback position elevated the entire team, took us to an NFC championship. So you know, Eric Kramer has, holds the records in 1995 for 300, 838 yards. You know who's second? Jay Cutler. You know who's the last is Justin Fields. And Team Sagittarius and Team Aries, that is the bottom!
1: <laughs> Thanks Mitchell. Have a great night. You Stay too, late. have a great night. See you new year, new Mitchell. Oh. Wow. Less personal shot? Yeah.
3: <laughs> no uh what was this vapid-minded centennials?
1: Yeah, no, well yeah, I mean listen. Yet. Yeah, yet a lot, lot of year left. Just wait till you're near when Chris and I, and I are what both I like out. To call. Yeah. I feel like I was a buffer for you, but wait till Chris <laughs> and I are both out one night and you're filling mm-hmm. in. And then yeah. he'll. That's when you and you and uh, Shay. That's when the name calling kicks in. Absolutely. Let's go to man. We're a lot of west calls. The west coast calls tonight. Listening to us on the ESPN Chicago app. Take us anywhere. Nico in Seattle. What's up, Nico?
5: Hey, I was just calling in. You know, everybody talks about how terrible Justin Fields is. I don't think that he's really that terrible of a quarterback. You know, he. You know, if, if you go and you set your hair on fire, it's hard to produce and do the things that people want you to do if you're always in panic mode. And I think once they fix the line and uh, get him a couple more tools to throw to, he'll be just fine. You know, you look at at history, you know, nobody ever brings up like Terry Bradshaw for his first couple of years. They were trying to run him out of Pittsburgh. But hey, he got a couple Super Bowl rings and stuff, you know? So it, I think that, that when you look at it overall on, on everything if you take your draft capital and spend it right and build your team right you'll be a lot better off than starting over with a new quarterback and hoping that it works out
1: all right thanks yep. nico appreciate it i don't think anyone is thanks. saying that justin fields is bad or no awful. he's just not good enough yeah right? it's like, just we haven't seen the jump like you want yeah. to th- there were supposed to be no excuses this year mm-hmm. right They fixed the offensive line. You can't say he had a bad offensive line. Mm -hmm. Did he have a shaky center? Sure. But you got a great right tackle. You have an okay left tackle. It's never going to be five perfect across the way. Find me an offensive line that is five perfect guys. It's never going to be five perfect. Find me one that is. You got to have a number one wide receiver, right? You got D.J. Moore. He's not the best wide receiver in the NFL, but Mm. he is a true number one wide receiver. Darnell Mooney fell off a cliff this year. Mm -hmm. How is that Justin Fields' fault? You got... I mean, even... Even the 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 Cole Komet, who you gave money to this year, played better. Mm-hmm. He was a, a go-to target for Justin Fields when you needed short yards, when you need yeah. to pick up a first down. Red zone. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. He was great. He just hasn't taken enough of a step that if you have the number one overall pick, you have to assess the situation. Yeah, It's simple uh, as that. And, and here's the thing with Justin Fields.
3: He may go to Atlanta or wherever and be great, right? But I'm going to look at it the same way I feel about Lowry Markkinen. When Markkinen went to Utah and became an all-star there, it's going to be good for him. It's not going to be me here kicking and screaming, that oh, we let him get away. No, it's, it's going to be a good for him. Mm-hmm. Because guess what? It was never going to work here anymore. It's not going to work here for Justin Fields. It may work somewhere else. There may, there may be someone out there that can unlock him and find a way to make him a good quarterback. Yeah. It's just it's not going to be here. And, like and it's had, not worth bellyaching about it
1: here. No, and we had a caller last last hour that said the same thing. Look, if they decide to keep Justin Fields, it's not like I'm going to stop being a Bears fan. You better build something great around him though. Yeah. You better build a 49ers like roster around him and bring in an offensive coach that's going to coach him up. Funny I mentioned that. Albert Breer was on Cap'n J. Hood earlier today, and I don't know if people saw this. This was last night while the other football games were going on, not that the Bears were involved in them or anything, but Greg Roman interviewed for the Bears' OC job. Greg Roman has not been an offensive coordinator this year. He was the offensive coordinator of the Ravens. He, didn't, uh, he wasn't on a team this year. They fired him after last year, and uh, they interviewed Greg Roman, and this is what Albert Breer had to say about that interview.
6: Greg Roman's an interesting name, guys, because, you know, I had heard um, that they were going to look for somebody from the Shanahan tree, right? And so, you know, that's like what Shane Waldron from Seattle is. Um, You know, Greg Olson, you know, worked for for Sean McVay um, in Los Angeles. And so if you were looking for for somebody from the Shanahan tree, and I think that's what Iberfluss' idea was going into this, well, then they have, you know, looked at those guys. Greg Roman is not that guy. Greg Roman's different. Greg Roman's from a different background, and his, you know, his expertise is really in the run game, and so you know, and and specifically in the quarterback run game. And so when I saw his name, it got my attention just because it's like if you're building an offense for Justin Fields, this is maybe one of the guys you would go to. You know, so is that still kind of a, a, a thought for them? Um, if it is again, like the Greg Roman, you know, interview would make a lot of sense because, you know, that would, you know, help you build a quarterback run game that would make sense, you know, both for Justin Fields now and Justin Fields going forward.
1: If you want to be worried about them not moving on from Justin Fields or worried that they may move on from Justin Fields, I wouldn't read too much into just the interview of Greg Roman, right? I feel like this is the Bears doing their due diligence. Here are some some offensive coordinators. We know for a fact they've interviewed, or requested at least, or I don't know if they've officially interviewed, Shane Waldron from Seattle, Mm -hmm. Clint Kubiak, uh, who was a San Francisco quarterback's coach, obviously connected to Shanahan, Mm -hmm. Uh, and then Greg Roman, who is not. And this could be a few things. One, you're just interviewing offensive coordinators to say, well, this is what would happen if we kept Fields. This is what would happen if we didn't keep Fields. This is an offensive coordinator that if we get a good enough offer for the number one pick and we keep Justin, this is what it looks like. If we don't and we take Caleb, this is what it looks like. Um, so I'm not worried about that. But he does make a good point that Greg Roman, if they do end up hiring Greg Roman, it would be that would be the guy that would probably signal that they might be leaning towards keeping Fields. But here's the thing. It's not like Caleb isn't a running quarterback.
3: No, he's not. He can't he can run the football. Yeah, he is. He is. Like mean, he his is.
7: first like snap with Oklahoma was like a 60 yard touchdown. Right. Yeah,
3: and, and it's like and I know people are going to go out and check on the internet and be like, "Oh, look at his rushing totals in college. 440, 380, 140." In college, the numbers are completely skewed because you lose yards for sacks, mm-hmm. which is stupid, but it's what happens. <laughs> he throw he run, he can't run the ball. Like I I've i've always likened him when i watch him it's like all right i feel like at worst he ends up like kyler murray in the nfl just because he's got the mobility and he kind of like shuffles See, around like
1: that it's too. interesting that you bring up that name because the one concern i mean the off the field stuff i don't really care i don't about. care and I've i don't never, think most of it's true either I, exactly i've never heard caleb williams say i don't want to play for the bears mm-hmm I've never heard Caleb Williams say that I want to own part of the franchise that I'm a quarterback for. Mm-hmm. Which I don't even know if you can. You can't. The, so that was, that's that not rule even an issue. That's season. not even an issue, okay? I've never heard anything from that. We heard mm-hmm. Albert Breer say with Cap and J. Hood his teammates loved him, that stuff about we're finally a real team had nothing to do with Caleb Williams, mm-hmm. that they loved him out there, right? Yeah. His height, though, is a bit of an but, issue. Okay. He's only six one. He, he's
3: six one. But if you look at the top two passers in the NFL this year, they were both six one. Who? Tua and uh, Purdy were both six one.
1: Okay. But what about like Jordan Love is like six five. And, and listen, like and CJ Stroud is like six four. But Mahomes is six two. Mahomes is six two. So I like I think
3: I think it gets to be an issue when you're like we're starting with a five.
1: Oh, absolutely. But like, like Bryce Young looks tiny. He looks every out there. bit of yeah. He but, looks tiny. But like six one I'm I'm okay with. Yeah, I mean, it's not ideal, but no, I,
3: I think you can work with
1: it. Would it, I mean, but it wouldn't the, be the reason I didn't draft when him. the next guy is 6'4", in Drake May. I get it. Like that's a, that's a mm-hmm. big jump. No, I get it. You know, and looking at the top quarterbacks in the league, yes, this year Tua uh, is six one also. But the guys who've had six, sustained like Joe Burrow's mm-hmm. very tall. Yes, you know what I mean. Like guys he- that are that are top quarterbacks that we think of in the NFL. But Only one of them is really One you You've watched a lot of USC football. I know, Charlie, you watch a lot of USC. When you watch Caleb Williams, when
3: he's out there, do you ever
1: say, like, ah, uh, he looks too small to play quarterback? He doesn't feel... That he doesn't... He doesn't give... When he's running around and making plays, he doesn't look to be an undersized quarterback the way right. that Bryce Young did. Yes.
7: Don't you think that when he's in the pocket... I mean, again, this is kind of like turn on the film kind of stuff, but when he's in the pocket and when he's navigating, he was creating space for himself. Yeah. It's almost like the height is irrelevant. Yes. I mean, it's mostly... Mm-hmm. For me, it's more of a concern with when he gets hit. But well,
1: and also too, with the difference between him and Bryce Young is he's much thicker built. Yeah, he's than thicker Bryce built, Young. more athletic. Yeah, all that. So I'm not. It's not something that I'm like. I'm like you said. I'm not not drafting him because he's six one. Mm-hmm. It's just like mm, okay, like you better get it. better get a better offense. You better get a better center. To, yeah. fix, to you got to protect this guy. You can't have all that pressure no, coming true. up the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go to Will's and displays. He's been very patient. What's up, Will?
5: Hey, good evening, gentlemen. Great show. First-time caller, long-time listener. Thank you. Thank you. Um, me, personally, I'm just ready for this to be all over. I am so sick of this polarizing story. I've had enough. Um, Trey Justin, let him go somewhere and have a chance to be successful because it's not going to be here. And and by no, by no fault of his own, he's just become too much of a polarizing figure. But I'll say this. Uh, 50 years old, I was 12 when the Bears won the Super Bowl. There is nothing in this team's history that says when they draft their shiny new toy, they're going to know what to do. I don't care about this being a new regime. I don't care about this being a coach that will be on his third season or second season, whatever. Um, I have no confidence that this team will do the right thing. This organization, they don't even have the infrastructure. They don't. They never have.
3: But, Will, like, okay. Uh, Yeah. Will, when have the Kansas City Chiefs ever had like, drafted a quarterback?
5: I don't know anything about Kansas City except for Pat Mahomes. I couldn't even answer that question. Right? Like, like Allison, I, I, I concentrate on Chicago sports. I That's don't know fine. what's going on in Alaska. No, there, there's, Thank you, there's nothing Will. wrong appreciate with that, Will.
3: It. And so it's just, it's just, like, I find those arguments so archaic. Yeah. And, and so stupid because you look at the points of transition, different coaches, like, I – If I'm going off of a a track record here, I'm going off of a a coaching track record Mm -hmm. because once it's thrown out the window, it doesn't matter. Like it's coaching track record, it's scouting track record, and it's general manager track record. Yeah, that's what I'm going off of with this stuff because when if you're talking about completely overhauled regimes, it doesn't matter what the old regimes did. It has zero bearing on what's happening now because those guys aren't the ones picking the quarterbacks. Not like sure. They sucked. All right. It doesn't mean the new guy's going to suck just because they have the quote unquote bear stink on them. Yeah, he's it never. It doesn't
1: matter. Ryan Poles has never drafted a quarterback. We don't know what he's going to do now. If he passes on Caleb Williams or Drake May and Jaden Daniels, if he passes on this class and those guys become elite the way we're seeing C.J. Stroud perform, mm-hmm. it's not like it's not like Ryan Poles passed on Jordan Love. You no. know, like that wasn't right. an option. He was a part of the Kansas City franchise. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah. So let's give he him some stuff. time. Yeah. And, I, and not just that, but he was the director of college scouting, too. Here's what Here's what I want to know, Tyler. What happened to let Poles cook? Yeah. What happened to that? If Poles is cooking and he decides to trade fields and draft Caleb Williams, are we not to let him cook? Yeah. Let, are, let him cook. Are we not supposed to let him Don't cook? Don't be his sous chef over there, like, tainting the ingredients and stuff like that. Like, no. Come on. Let Let him cook. If his, if his cooking is to keep fields... And not draft a quarterback this year, and mm-hmm. and you know get a bunch of picks for the future, and do that. Then you have to also let Poles cook. Yes. Like you can't you can't pick and choose when you want him to cook you dinner. Yeah, he's cooking. You don't he's get to order takeout. Sh- nope. Whenever you want. He's a chef. Nope. That's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Randy in Uptown. What's up, Randy?
8: Hey guys, how y'all doing? Good, thanks. Good. Look, you, you guys, you guys are. Um quick to want to trade Justin Fields, but one thing y'all ain't paying attention to... We're quick. It's been, city, it's been three years. It's been three years, man. But look, look. Take a good look. The Bears should have been 10-7. and seven. <clears throat> Their record should have been 10-7. They should have made the playoffs. You need a quarterback. If your quarterback can get you 21 points, you should win that game. And especially to be mm, losing by I'll, 14 I'll, points... I'll push back on 21 points, Randy. So look, listen, listen, Justin Fields... Okay, I get it. The Bears went on four at the beginning of the year. Mm -hmm. That whole team sucked at the beginning of the year, but then they turned the corner. Justin Fields um, was—he should have—he should have been what seven and seven and two or something like that. But the Bears should have been ten and ten and seven if they wouldn't have lost those three games, and they would have been in the playoffs.
1: But now, can, we can just, play this game the other way. He cost them one of those games, yeah. though. He and we, fumbled and threw an interception in the uh, in the Broncos game that cost them the football he game. He also won okay. a game without scoring a touchdown. But
8: if it even got to that point, the defense did not even let it get that close. He had a big enough lead. The defense let them back in that game. Well, okay. So, one of them's a so pick now, six. Listen. Now, 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 listen to this here, though. Now everybody's talking about Caleb Williams. I watched him play. Yeah, the kid's good. But under pressure, he panics. And I didn't like what I seen with him. We're going to go through the same thing again if we get this guy. The Bears aren't going to do anything because, first of all, we need to correct that line. That offensive, that that, that, that center spot is so critical. You realize when you're looking, when you're hiking that ball, that quarterback – he shouldn't have to look that ball in. He should feel it and it should come right there. He's scouting the he's scouting that field. He's looking at the defense. Now if you gotta take your eyes off that defense to make sure you get that ball, you know, look, that split second that you're losing you know, that's that's big time. The Bears need a good center. They need to get a uh I would go after Marvin Harrison Jr. Of
1: course. He solves because, everything, right, Randy? Uh, he solves everything, right,
8: Randy? I solved everything?
1: No, Marvin Harrison Jr. <laughs> solves everything.
8: Not everything, but I mean, I mean, with a good center and a good receiver, and what we have, the Bengals team really isn't that bad right now. It's not. Um,
1: no, I agree with you, Randy. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Because they're, they're not that bad. They're not That's far the off. That's like, the thing. But they might be the most f- far position off, you know? From, I, I get what
3: you're trying to say there. Like in the critical spots, yeah, you're a far, or you're a ways off. But as absolutely. a as a unit, if you you look at each position in a vacuum, like you're not that far off. And I agree with you. Like mm-hmm. this is the most ideal posi- place that a rookie quarterback could parachute into. Yeah, especially absolutely. a first a, a drafted first overall rookie quarterback could be parachuted into for sure.
1: Let's it, go to Steve's on the north side. He's oh sorry, I didn't no know. go ahead. I thought you were done. Uh, yeah. That's my I'm fault. done. I'm done. Steve's on the north side. He's been very patient as well. What's up, Steve?
9: Yeah, I, I was going to say I think regardless of who the um, Bears get, the quarterback is probably doomed because the Bears are they're mired and they're sold on this run-first monsters of the, the midway philosophy, and they're they're kind of like an analog team in a digital world in terms of of football and. uh the the offensive coordinator head coach whatever they 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 for the most part they believe that they can win running the ball and 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 only passing when they absolutely necessarily have to so i just think that if and just regarding Justin Fields he may or may not you know he may actually not be a good quarterback but let him go somewhere else and see what he can actually do but my thing is that if you were hiring a okay as, as a horse racing fan, I follow horse racing for, for the most part. When they buy horses, and you buy a, a, a big a, a, a million dollar horse or whatever, they buy them based on basically their their uh, workouts and things like that. And so, uh, owner is not going to buy a horse that costs a million or whatever that he thinks might could be geared towards some triple crown races whatever, and put him under the tutelage of a first time trainer are a trainer that has no shown no verified success in winning either Breeders' Cup or Triple Crown or whatever type races. So he can't Justin Fields can't really be judged because he's he's been under the tutelage of people that have no idea of of develop what what developing a quarterback entails.
3: Can I say this to you? Um sure. like Let's think about one thing here. Thanks, Steve. Who who was who was Jordan Love's quarterback coach for most
1: of his career? Luke Getze. Yeah. Hmm. And couldn't couldn't replicate it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's a lot of that's Lafleur's offense. I know. Though, it's you le, 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 know what but, I mean? But like, what do you think? What's Getsy running? Uh that's Getsy's running Lafleur's offense. He is three one two three three two three seven seven six. We'll take more of your barracks calls, and we'll check in on Charlie next.
0: This is Chicago's home for sports on FM 100.3 HD Two, the ESPN Chicago app and ESPN One Thousand. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah are back on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago.
1: 16th, which means, for those partaking, we are halfway through Dry January. Charlie Bevan's producing tonight's show, along with Jack McGrath. Charlie has been participating in Dry January. I will say this, a record number of young people doing Dry January this well, year. Well, y'all are dry to begin with. What do y'all you Y'all are mean? ashy. What does that mean? Y'all are dry. Because... We, I've talked about this with people before With you youngsters well, We don't party like you guys used to You don't We used to drink for sport We used <laughs> so to So do we No, 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 no It's different I got different. shamed It's different I've talked to Justin Pottinger I've talked to all you young folk I think You don't drink like we used to drink I think maybe I'm in like that in between
3: No, you know what it is I don't vape Alright Well, I, I mean like I vaping, don't vape either No, but vaping No, because it wasn't really an option for you It wasn't I blasted cigs <laughs> but the vape but generation vape is like they they have options now at their disposal like it's like streaming services it is it really you've got you've got hbo you've got netflix you've got hulu you've got vapes you've got legalized weed now which is you've got you've got uh drinking like you've got options
1: at this yeah absolutely i think that you know i think young people are absolutely drinking less then I would love to see a poll on we this. We did. Post, We've talked about this. Is no, this no no their thing. We're pretty sure it. they yes. are, yeah. Yes. They're absolutely drinking less and they're drinking differently than we did. We would drink whatever the cheapest crap was at the bar and whatever was on special. Yeah. Chris and I used to go Chris and I used to live together, and we lived together for about five, six years, and we would go, we had bars that had ran specials, mm-hmm. and we would go to the same bars every night for the specials. It was Monday night was here, Tuesday night was here, Wednesday night here, wherever, 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 right? And it was always on the crappiest stuff. It was like yeah. dollar high-lifes. Or no, 20-cent mm-hmm. high-lifes. 20 cents? 20-cent <laughs> high-life mugs, man. That's what but, you said. Uh, okay, I would say that. after rolling
7: Do You think dude, me and Tyler like you, above
1: this? Like, you'd walk in with a $5 bill and you were a king. But here's the thing. No one does that anymore. COVID killed a lot of this stuff. See, I feel that like. sucks. We had the drink specials where a buddy of yours would get like a two-hour, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. All you can drink for like $15. Those, yeah. Oh, my God. We drank like it was a race. Yeah. We, who could who could get the most value and you would there, take Yeah. There's yeah. some places
7: still have dollar beer night. I mean, oh, I, I think people, I think like, people are still name going names. to those. I don't know where these places are. Dude, we used to
1: go some, to... Yeah. um Where? Wiseful's used to do the 20s. Wiseful's not open anymore. Right. And we used to do the 20s. Twenty cent high-lifes it was awesome i think kelly's maybe used to i
7: don't know if they still do i thought i thought they did like a, they do a 50 cent wing night they do dollar beers
1: i'm pretty sure at some point in the week we never had this thing called dry january what is it? we never had this and i know i feel like an old and i <laughs> sound like an old that's okay i don't care anymore i'm a father <laughs> <laughs> so charlie you are participating in dry january how is it going
7: It's going good. I will say a couple of the mental uh, hurdles. Obviously, I'm a bartender. After the shift, you like to have a drink. Um, Didn't uh, skipped all that. It's good. Did you get made fun of by the other bartenders? No, everybody's very. That's a thing. Everybody's very supportive of it too. I don't think shame
1: people anymore. Yeah, I don't think anybody. Culture. (laughs) I don't think
7: anybody frowns upon it. So there was that. Once I did that, it was like, all right, this is pretty easy. And then the NFL playoff games, I was like. Man, I would love to have a couple Miller Lights right now. A couple, you know, a couple drinks, and then just the cold weather. I mean, it's fun to, you know, be a little boozed up when it's this cold out.
1: I will say that this does keep people inside more, so it might be easier. I know you're a bartender, but like, it might be easier because you. I would believe people are staying in and don't want to make the trek to a mm-hmm. bar, whether you're yeah. waiting for a train or an Uber or whatever it is. You don't want to make the walk to a bar because it's so cold out. Like that might this week might be easier and once you get yeah. over this week then you really only weekdays. got like a week and a half. Yeah. It's weekdays, so it's a little Yeah. Well the this weekend gonna... Saturday it was really cold on Saturday. That's true. Yeah. It was. Didn't stop us. So are you are going to make it of course not. Are you are going to make it through Charlie? I had a drink last night. What am I talking about? <laughs> Charlie, you going to make it through? Oh
7: yeah. And so I mean I've I do feel good. I mean I feel like, there's pictures of me around Thanksgiving, and I just look so, like, inflamed, you know? It's, like, so much inflammation. <laughs> so you feel better? Yeah, I you feel better. better? I, I, I'm sleeping better. I'm actually down 12 pounds since Thanksgiving. For you. Damn! It's been, uh, yeah, it's been, I think it's very, you know, you know it kind of reframes your mindset of, like, you That's know what? Fair. Maybe I don't need to go pretty hard on a Tuesday night, you know? Right. Would you recommend this program to a friend? Yeah. You would, I mean, yeah. I, I think it's. I think it's worth. It. I mean, it's just a little like, you know, you can feel after a long weekend, your brain feels a little foggy coming in on Monday or Tuesday. All right. Well, I mean, you are I gonna thought about it
1: this year, doing dry January, but yeah. you went on a trip. You exactly. can't do that's that. Why, that's why I did it. You that's can't why do I didn't it. Do you it. can't go to an all-inclusive. Was it all-inclusive? It was all-inclusive. You can't go yeah. to an all-inclusive and not drink. Exactly. That's why I didn't do it. That's the inclusive part. <laughs> Exactly. That's exactly that's what, what I, you do. But uh, like, I
3: thought about it. I was like, oh, like maybe I just need like a mental reset.
1: You might.
7: I will say I've been drinking a ridiculous amount of bubbly water.
1: Ooh, that's probably good for you. It's just, just water with uh, bubbles yeah, in it, I right? Mean, what the,
7: what's your Celsius levels at? Celsius? Uh, there's been a few Celsius involved. That's fine. It's I not, usually, not, it's not know, no
1: caffeine January. But,
3: I know. No, I'm just. I'm just wondering. Is this like? Do you have a substitute? So how much have you lost? Besides the bubbly water.
7: Since Thanksgiving, 12 pounds.
1: 12 pounds. Well, you'll put it all back on during No Meth March.
7: I mean, I'll I'll try. We got St. Patrick's Day, though. Got to have a. Well, you don't have to do meth on
1: St. (laughs) Patrick's Day, Charlie. Let's hear some Zoo News. Well, hello, Mr. Lion. Here's the latest edition of the Zoo News. This is got control of the buttons, so we're doing yeah. Zoo News every night. Well, hello, S-M-E-O. Mr. Lion. Every Here's night. the latest edition of the Zoo News. Last year when Chris went out of town for a week and he found out I did Zoo News every Here's- night of the week. I don't know if he was... I mean, he did take another did vacation. Did he almost take the Abdallah off the show name? Well, I mean... That's not his choice, but uh, it'll be Black and Company soon enough. Uh, kangaroo escapes the Southwestern oh Ontario Zoo. Wait, Ontario? Exactly. 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 Ontario, Canada. For the second time in just over a month, the kangaroo has escaped in connection with an Ontario zoo. Uh, according to municipal police, the animal got out of the Greenview Park and Zoo located in the hamlet of Morpeth. Those are two words I have no idea. What's the a hamlet? hamlet? I thought it was a play. And what's Morpeth? What is a hamlet? Someone looked that pig. up. Is it a pig? Baby ham. Is it a baby, ha- baby ham? Is that a baby ham? <laughs> police say the kangaroo was later tra- tracked down several kilometers away near Ridgetown uh, last week on Tuesday. Apparently this is like a thing. This is the second time this has happened. This isn't like... A zoo zoo. This is one of these, like, roadside zoos that they have oh. in Ontario, which is kind of like the Florida zoos that we have here in America. So this kangaroo escaped, and they're trying to issue a warning. This is where they find the fake sasquatches. Yeah, exactly. Well, they're trying to issue a warning to these zoos to be like, hey, control your animals, you roadside zoos. It looks like a
7: hamlet is a settlement that is smaller than a town or a village. So okay. it's like a cluster of houses, I would assume.
1: All right. Well, the hamlet of Borpeth. Which sounds like some weird Lord of the Rings thing <laughs> where a kangaroo was found. It was found uh, to be healthy. It was just out for a little stroll. And that's, that's for- what
3: is new at
1: the zoo.
3: At the zoo. Those things are mean, too.
1: Kangaroos? Yeah, I'm yeah. not fighting a kangaroo. <laughs> no. They'll they'll square up on you. <laughs> Stuff you in your pocket. Although Charlie's lighter on his feet. He might. That's he true. He is, yeah. He might. He'll be intimidated by my physique. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> There's a uh, a new Chicago attraction. We'll talk about that next.
0: Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago.
1: Thank you to Charlie Bevins and Jack McGrath for producing tonight's show. We'll be back tomorrow night at six o'clock. You'll be back tomorrow night too, right? Chris Buck has the week off. So we're doing zoo news every night. Hell Deal yeah. with it. Have you seen the latest uh, attraction, the latest Chicago monument? The latest attraction. It's up in our neighborhood. You, me, Charlie, we all live up on the north side of Chicago. This is in our neighborhood. Have you seen this? Did they build another bean. They did not build another bean. What it is? They a this, seed. It's actually something that happened about two years ago, but it's recently become very popular on social media. There's a rat hole in the sidewalk at 1918 West Damon or West Roscoe, which is like Roscoe and Damon. Of I've heard. Okay? It.
7: I've been seeing this. Have you
1: seen this on social media? Have you yeah. seen this? Have you heard this? It is a. Essentially like a pothole in the cement Mm -hmm. on the sidewalk that's shaped like a rat. Like someone flattened the rat or it got stuck Mm -hmm. in the cement and now it's just a shape of the rat. And this thing has blown up. Uh, An image was shared on social media that's been viewed viewed more than four million times. Uh, The guy that, of course, posted it now with his paying for his rent off of it or whatever. (laughs) Um, But this is... All of the uh, like the districts in the area, Lincoln Park, Lakeview, Roscoe Village, have like adopted this uh-huh. rat hole as like a new Chicago attraction.
3: So it's like a natural, naturally created.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah. Like there's like a rat died By in the cement of a rat. Yeah, Ugh. a rat died in the cement. It's been like two years. The rat's gone. It's just a hole in the cement now mm-hmm. that is rat shaped.
3: So it's just like a fossil,
1: essentially. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like a. Well, there's no like bones or anything. So I guess it's, it's just the outline. Yeah, it's the, the imprint. Of it? I don't know Ugh. what the imprint of a fossil is called. Someone smarter than me will figure that out.
3: I yeah, I I went quarry to a quarry one time and yeah, I,
1: I really like Jurassic Park. You think I would know? It's like a footprint. <laughs> yeah, but it's okay, the a mold yeah, yeah. fossil. Yeah. yeah, but it's the whole rat. It's, it's a, what? a mold. mold fossil. A mold fossil. All right, so it's a mold fossil. It's an impression so it's in the cement. Literally immense. a cookie cutter. Yeah. But it's a rat. It's a rat. It's going to outlive all of us. Wait, I do not want to burst your bubble, but NBC5 Chicago wrote an article about this about an hour ago.
3: Oh, really? And
7: a
1: doctor from the Lincoln Park Zoo said there's a good possibility it's a small
3: squirrel and not a rat. What? Yep. A small squirrel? Honestly, good. Good.
1: We shouldn't be memorializing rats in this city. No, we should we should be because i want that as a warning you like tony soprano it Tyler. should be oh it, that's a it's a tell your friends type yeah, of deal it should be a hey get out there a okay. couple moralizing rats i love that <laughs> you put yeah that's a warning to others like tell hey rats stand. tell this your friends happens. yeah tell everybody <laughs> this is a warning for all the other rats i guess it could it kind of looks St.
3: Louis or something i
1: mean it looks you it doesn't you can't really see the tail so it just looks like a rodent so i guess okay. it could be a squirrel um, but the fact but that NBC5 like is bringing out a zoologist to no, figure this out is no, no, ridiculous.
3: No. Zoologists kind of seem like narcs. Like, they, they seem like the kind of people <laughs> that would try to put... Like, that's, that's a fake profession. Big well, actually, guys. Yes. <laughs> yes, Charlie. Like, it, they're trying to be in the news. This is, like, this is their one spotlight moment of their entire lives. Oh, absolutely. So this is, like, the guy... Um, who, who are the guys, like... You know the the mock draft artist, and there's always a guy who's going to, you'll see it in like a month or two. The guy <laughs> Jane who's going to. Daniels, number one. Yes. Oh, that's yeah, who, yeah, yeah. That's who this yeah. zoologist the hot is right take now. Take Merchants. Yep. Yeah. Like, hmm, maybe we shouldn't take Wembinyama one.
1: No, it's a rat hole. It, that sounds so much better than a squirrel hole. No one wants to say squirrel hole. It's a rat hole or it's a rat imprint, whatever. And uh, yeah, go check it out. 1918 West Roscoe Street. Roscoe and Damon. You'll see a crowd of people around. You arrive. will. So people is have been it, taking pictures in front say of this it's thing. it's been
3: memorial, like, people are it's like a art what what'd you call it an attraction
1: yeah people are walking up and taking pictures with it there was some like art in it and this dude like took a picture of like the art he made inside of it and now he paid his rent or whatever because he's monetizing crap on uh twitter Mm -hmm. and so yeah i mean the things i mean it's pretty i mean it's a normal size chicago rat it's Mm -hmm. pretty big which is why i guess it could be a squirrel size of a small dog yeah basically it's yeah but now this is something that took place like two years ago it's just been sitting there and now people are going to see it. So what? They just caught a, the, this rat died in a little wet cement. Yeah, and the, like it's just here forever. Like, yeah. Some people
3: put their initials. Other people kill the, the people, and put rats there. there. Yeah, yeah. They, they they brought out the, a dead
1: rat and absolutely. It in there. So go check it out. 1918 West Roscoe. Take a picture. Tag us. Let's go to Lavelle's on the South Side. What's up, Lavelle?
10: Hey guys, great show. Thank you. Hey, I just want to chime in on the uh, Justin Fields Caleb Williams debate. <laughs> I give. I give a disclaimer first that I am a Justin Fields supporter, a very strong supporter. But I promised myself that I would uh, do as Ryan posed and wait till all games were played, all 17 games were played, before I start to evaluate. Closer towards the end of the season, even though they had started winning games, uh, I felt like Justin Fields had made some incremental progress, but he had made that big step that we were all looking for so we can say, hey, this guy has to let fight himself as the quarterback. Having said that, going into the Green Bay game, just like everybody else, I felt like, number one, they needed to win that game for for Iberflus, Getzey, and Justin Fields to keep their job. And Justin Fields needed to be the reason that they won. After they lost... I decided to go ahead and start looking at Caleb Williams' highlights and tapes. The first thing I did was check out the Notre, the Notre Dame game again because that's the one that they claim he had a bad game. And here's what I noticed right away. Caleb Williams uh, had to knock that, you know, being said that he holds on to the ball too long just like Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. But I noticed when Justin Fields, when, he, when he's holding on the ball too long, and first of all, most running quarterbacks, they do because they're trying to make plays. But when Justin Fields is holding on to the ball too long, it's usually because of an issue in how he's seeing the field, whether he had a had a, a a short window to throw it into but missed it, or somebody wasn't open. Next thing you know, the play breaks down. But with Caleb Williams, I noticed he would intentionally backpedal, why the why the defense is charging him, and he's doing that in order to give his receivers time to make a play. And when he and when he scrambles, he's throwing darts. Justin Fields is not like that. Yeah. So I have to say that Caleb Williams he's he's doing it with intent and he's doing it with control. Unfortunately unfortunately Justin Fields he's just not. And I think the fans, all the Justin Fields supporters, need to go back and check out this guy's tape. Not necessarily the highlights the bad games because if mm-hmm. we can get Thanks, that Le- then LeBel, the game we gotta run man
1: thank you appreciate your phone call yeah i think it comes down to just wanting more yeah like can't we all agree you just want something better got a chance to level up here yeah, yeah. you can and i know that if they're an unknown and kale williams is an unknown and drake may is an unknown but justin fields is kind of a known it seems like all these other quarterbacks that we mentioned throughout the night have taken the step up and he hasn't yet
3: yep we've, we've been waiting for
1: three years hasn't yeah. happened and uh it might somewhere else and it might not We'll be back tomorrow night at 6 o'clock. Thanks for, Tyler, for sitting in for Chris Black. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
0: This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports.